commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! Core World News. You may fire when ready. Ah, thank you for the mic. <clears throat> From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news service providing you get coverage for the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, the new segment rundown for February 12th, 2022. The book report of Boba Fett. And now, for our review of the book of Boba Fett, Chapter 7, In the Name of Honor. All right, thank you very much, Grex. I am Thelonious Man Penis, joined by Hoisin Cockleburr and Ten Chank. Oh, wait, sorry. <gasps> we didn't want to use our real names. I, I'm Ben, and I'm joined with Grant and Adam. <laughs> uh, and uh, here we are at the. Grogu uh, is a great name, guys. Grogu <laughs> yeah. is a fantastic name. It's a fantastic name. It's a good one. It's uh, I don't care so what, what she says. Uh, yes, this is, we have. We've seen the finale of the Book of Boba Fett. Now, the full collection's out there for you to admire in all of its glory. And uh, what a capstone it was. Legendary. About a billion things happened during it. Uh, it was a buffet of Star Wars action, and I was delighted by it. Yes. In the name of honor, and this is uh, the uh, Robert Rodriguez-directed episode. We saw him do an earlier episode as well, and uh, this actually stylistically felt kind of similar somehow. It's uh, there's definitely a thing to his directing that does a thing. Yeah, this is um, I mean, there it just it there's so many movies this this episode evokes. I mean, we've heard you know Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, The Wild Bunch, all of Robert Rodriguez's movies, you know, like Desperado, El Mariachi, um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh, it's just a great sort of like standoff sort of Alamo episode where Boba Fett and Mando and Fennec Shand are holding down Mos Espa, you know, with, uh, Santo and mo- the mods, uh, and Gamorreans. Let's not forget the Gamorreans who are, uh, pour some, it out for the Gamorreans. Someone help. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They caught a bad one here. Yeah, We're a... assuming you've all uh, watched this. If you're listening to this thing, uh, if you haven't, you should just watch it. It's fun. Um, if not, that's still cool. We'll tell you literally everything that happens and then some. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it is. It definitely this episode definitely like stirred the fan base. I felt, and uh, I know there's a lot of talk of Robert, Robert Rodriguez and you know uh, whether or not people want him to continue be as a creator in the Star Wars universe and 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 whatnot. I I personally liked the episode and I I thought the action was actually really fun and uh, you it kind of went back to the pulpy roots of Star Wars and kind of Star Wars, I would say like almost a comic book storytelling where it just felt like an event episode with just every character, you know, making yeah. appearance and every kind of big monster and crazy, fantastical droid. You like it's just really cool appearances um, throughout this massive sort of war in the streets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I feel like, you know, a lot of the questions, when we heard Rodriguez was was going to be helming part of the show, is are we going to get Spy Kids Rodriguez or or the El Mariachi trilogy Rodriguez? And I think what we found out is we got both. I feel like this <laughs> this episode definitely leaned more to the El Mariachi. Yes, trilogy El Mariachi and, was the one and I that as well. They did he did some of like he he referenced some of his own material and I and I grew as as a kid of the nineties I I grew up on those films I watched El Mariachi and Desperado a lot a lot when I was a teenager. And so I really appreciated like to me, there's out and out action in this in this episode. But I was all about the two standoff moments 
were just the dialogue was great. The tension was ramped up. I mean, just some of the camera movement in it was really amazing. And then there's a couple of Mando uh, Boba moments that I really, really enjoyed in this. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got I think a lot of people are underestimating the cinematography and and especially the editing in this episode. I think there's some great editing, especially in those standoff moments. Uh, But uh, also, like, I think that was a moment that we had talked about very early in mm-hmm. um, our our reviews of Mandalorian of season one, season two, just being on Tatooine, thinking about how that lends to the Western genre. And I feel like we finally got the payoff of the, the Boba Cad Bane standoff, which is, I thought was spectacular. Honestly, I really did love that moment. Yeah. yeah. I love this whole thing. It was bombastic. It was crazy. <laughs> it was exactly what I was hoping. It was an hour long. It was like, it was massive. Um, I'm glad you brought up the the noise online, Grant. You keep a pretty close pulse on what's going on the interwebs, yeah. what's going on, which is kind of good to know. I personally just don't. I just sort of assume. Yeah, there were really there only two naysayers. digs. There were really yeah. only two digs against the episode. It was kind of like there, there's the, the action choreography had too many flourishes where a lot of people were just negative on that, which I didn't. I was like, have mm. you seen a Rodriguez movie? Like, right. I mean, what jumping were you expecting? over tables and yeah. You yeah. Know, flying out of windows. Like, I don't. I'm here really, for that. That's yeah, what I that's, like. Okay. Which, which I think that's what you hire Robert Rodriguez to do uh, if you if you want just flashy action. And then I think other people, I think another, the other dig was Rodriguez storytelling style and if it's a fit for Star Wars or not. And, and some people being negative on that. And, can i address that real quick yeah yeah. those are the two those are really the two standout issues yeah and i just think you know we we spent a lot of time have spent a lot of time on these our pillars of star wars series which we're going to be revisiting again soon Mm -hmm. and i you know it just i really like different voices in star wars you know as long as you follow the pillars you have the main things and it's not just some crazy like show that is really you know inconsistent with like some of the mainstays that george laid out like I want to see you play within that, within those confines. That's what's cool. That's like why it's a fun sandbox because that shows off what your style is, um, how talented you are, what is your creativity. It's like there's rules to the game. As long as you play to the rules, like show off what you are. And I think Robert Rodriguez, huge Star Wars fan, it shows, amazing director. And this was his donation, and it was a little different from what we've seen. It was I felt like it was actually seriously different than The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, well, in a, in a lot of ways. And and yeah. I loved it. I mean, the way the storytelling was drawn out, it was I mean, he went way Western on this, like real slow play, like like yeah. classic Western. And um, and I and then my life is richer for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, finishing with just the episode critique after, you know, the entire series is now completed, there's, you know, more now that you've seen the entire book of Boba Fett play out, I think a lot of people, you know, the other criticism we've now heard on the entire season is that it feels like a Mando season three, 2.5. Yeah. Like a a Mando season, you know, like just an interlude to to the next Mando. And like, that's that criticism somewhat fair, but like, I think people are forgetting the first five episodes are just packed with Boba Fett. And I think, I think a lot, I think another thing that Lucasfilm is trying to do is just trying to cement Boba's position on Tatooine because that character's sort of like backstory um, was uh, had a great connection to Tatooine, like in comic books, mm-hmm. in the films, in the um, the legends stories like that character seemed to have, you know, has a tie to Tatooine just 
this kind of romantic poetic tie to that planet. And I feel like at Lucasfilm, they wanted to keep him there. They wanted to keep him as a presence on Tatooine, you know, yeah. in, and, and still in Jabba's palace or Boba's palace at this point. So that's pretty cool. It's an interesting choice. Yeah, I want to address that last critique as well. Um, first, actually, I want to mm -hmm. say, I, I just want to echo what Ben said. Like, yes, more voices, the better. And, and mm -hmm. you know, this may not be my favorite form of directing in Star Wars, but still felt like Star Wars to me, and I still enjoyed it. And oh, yeah. by saying it's not my favorite, it's not saying I did not enjoy it thoroughly, right? Like, it's just yeah. not, you know, where my tastes tend to go, but still, like, a really amazing episode. And it was a very Robert Rodriguez episode, and this made yeah. me kind of realize that I'm not, that's not my favorite type of directing, but it worked in Star Wars. The thing about it being Mando 2.5, I wholeheartedly agree with that critique. However, my response to that is, so what? Because yeah. that's a marketing issue, not a storytelling issue. <laughs> that's where I get to, is that they maybe didn't bundle this the right way. Like, part of me is like, maybe they should not have called this Book of Boba Fett. Maybe they should call it, like, Tales from the Tales of the Mandalorian or something mm -hmm. like that, where you get, like, an anthology-like companion show that's not centric, but it's mm -hmm. it he comes in and out of it. But that, that did not affect my enjoyment of the show at all. Like, I kind of, like, what, mm -hmm. like, same as a lot of people in there were like, I, I don't know why we're calling this book of Boba Fett when we haven't had our main character in it for two episodes and then it's becomes kind of Mando light. But like, again, that's literally an issue with the title of a show, right. not the show of itself. Yeah. I, I would yeah. go so far as to say, so what full stop? Uh, it, it just doesn't matter to me how you label these series. It, it just yeah. doesn't. There's, they're both characters there. There is more Boba Fett than Mandalorian. You couldn't call it, you know, you'd have the same argument if they Slightly. called it Mando season <laughs> yeah. three, which it might like, have been. You know, they could have called it Mando season three. And then you're like, oh, is Boba Fett the Mandalorian? Right. That would have been the wrong Mandalorian. That would have been the wrong name for that show right. as well. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, it, 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 yeah. What's incredibly funny to me is like I never expected Mando to be woven into Boba's story in such a kind of like mm -mm. surface MacGuffin-y, like defend this town, stop yeah. the spice kind of way. Like I, I thought. If anything, Boba Boba would connect back to his Mandalorian roots if if Din Djarin were to return to his life because Din Djarin's going down this road with the Creed, and it feels like you know uh, let's see what Boba's relationship is to the Creed um, right. further than what we saw in Mando season two. You know, like what let's go back to his past. What is Jango's roots there? Um, and then seeing Camino in the beginning, I feel like was just built as a sort of elemental. Um, kind of flashback just to show the difference between the, the water and the sand and the sort of where he started, where he's ended up. Whereas you, I thought that was really going to play out into something yeah, special. I really I, did. I was like, Ooh, they, they teased gonna... the, the yeah. oceans on Tatooine <laughs> so many times. That's why I feel like this story, like this is again, just like really the first act of a much yeah. larger story that they're planning on telling. At least I'm, you know, fingers crossed, hoping that yeah. happens. I, I have some theories for that too. So I'm I, sure I, you I, do. I, I think it's just really interesting that the the Dinjarin aspect of this one that their stories are now intertwined so tightly, which is exciting, and also that they used the Book of Boba Fett to push forward like all of your ma most of your major questions. Yeah coming out of season two like what happened to grogu like he gets taken away now they're back together what happened to the razor crest you know what is his mission you know we don't really know his mission but I, i've got some ideas but mm -hmm. it was like they used it to tell major major plot points in doesn't uh, he have to bathe in the pools of mandalore well, yeah he sure does yeah, yeah so, it does so, yeah <laughs> i mean so I think, mandalore, guys. Yeah. yeah so it's like now you get mandalorian season three and our two heroes are back together again on the trail 
of, is, you know, whatever it could be. And that's just kind of cool how they did that. They're like, we're not going to waste two episodes talking about what happened in between. Yeah. And that that's would have been an interesting storyteller. It would have been like, let's get to Baby Yoda, right? We would have been frustrated. And we had just mean the collective we right. if we had to spend two episodes doing this, right? So they're able to find a way to do it in this episode. The other thing I think is funny is I, I kept talking about how we don't we haven't had a Baby Yoda moment in quote unquote Baby Yoda moment in this show, right? Yeah. Or Luke, remember I kept saying, like, as season one of, of Mandalorian, it was Baby Yoda. Right. Season two is Luke. Little did I know the Baby Yoda and Luke moment in this show would have been Baby Yoda and Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and it still worked on me oh, oh. really well. I mean, so, that was yeah. some of the most fantastic parts of this season, I think. I, mm-hmm. I think also, like, this was a bombastic ending to a great series, but I, I still think episode five and episode six were so fantastic. They kind of overshadowed. Like, that that was sort of my favorite parts of sure. storytelling and yeah. stuff that's happened yeah. to those. So this one, like, it was hard to really measure up with those two episodes. Oh, for sure. Um, um, yeah. I want to address the, um, the, the talking about the flashbacks to Camino because what I started to put together in the show, because I was trying to think about this, about the Mandalorian is reluctant to form bonds in a lot of ways, if you watch his story, right? Yeah. Like, it's almost like he's just, he he keeps accidentally putting together this team, but he's not like, he, he doesn't talk to, like, um, Cobb Vanth or Amy Sedaris's character or, um, or why am I break, uh, Grief Karga to be like, oh, okay, now we'll form, we'll come together and be a collective, right? It's just like, I have these people that I've done favors for and they can do favors for me, right? He's very much a loner. Except for Baby Yoda, Boba Fett's the exact opposite, and that's because he was abandoned as a child, right? Like he craves yeah. connection now as an adult. Like think about this entire show is about him connecting, right? Yeah. First he becomes part of that that tribe, then he's literally building his own tribe for the rest of the series. So part of me is like it's very, very interesting the way to find to distinguish between these two characters and the, that look very much alike but are very different in terms of bonds, trying to form bonds. Wow, that's really, really astute analysis there, Adam. I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, he but even they... comments on that childhood. <laughs> I'm not a child anymore. Yeah, yeah. it just—it's uh... crazy that the most nurturing experience in Boba Fett's life happened with the Tusken Raiders. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's the experience that ties him to like I, like I need to I have a tribe of my own. I kind of love it. I yeah. think it fits perfectly yeah. with the canon because obviously falling into the Sarlacc pit, he's going to stumble out. Where is he going to go? Right. Uh, where did you guys think he would have gone after that Sarlacc pit? Like, I always thought Han Solo targeted yeah. one. That was always what I thought. Yeah, I was assuming they were going to that. that too. Yeah. Just like how, yeah, heck bent on. Ben like, Bits, I, right? I need to hit. I'm surprised. There's a couple like bits. Like, we got a lot of fan service and or slash wish film fulfillment throughout this entire season. And uh, like, there's a few things like I really wish had happened that didn't like. I wish, like, I almost wish, if this is called the Book of Boba Fett, I wish Boba fought Mando, and I wish, I wish Boba, like, somehow hit Mando's jet jetpack to cause it him to fly into a wall or something. Like, I wish someone hit Boba's like jetpack right. to fly into a wall. Like, that's the fan service I was looking for. Was just yeah. the kind of jetpack um, uh, malfunction. malfunction. I, oh. Yeah, I'm dying yeah. for that. I mean, we we did get that in season two, episode one, where uh, yeah. where Mando does that to Cobb Vanth, which is that's right, like right. you get one nod and that's it. That was, know, that's pretty good. I think what we realized after watching the season is that Boba Fett came out of that. I mean, like not to get like too much religious imagery, but like 
he came out of that Sarlacc pit, baptized a new man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think, yes. I think what we're baptized doing in is the he's leaving his past. Yeah. He's yeah. leaving his past completely behind him at this point, right. trying to re restart, which is interesting. It, it makes sense. Like it, it makes sense, but even this character has a kind of meta, even this episode has a kind of meta nod to that idea where Cad Bane's like, you know, I've known you for a long time, mm -hmm. Boba, like, and like, I, but I can't like, I, I, I don't, I still don't know your angle. Like what's, yeah, your, what's your angle? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like what's your angle? With these, yeah. This, this new role. And he's like, oh, this is my city or whatever. That's what like Boba's all about is the city and the, yeah, the people sure. protecting the people. And, that's fine. I mean, like that makes sense. It just, um, I I wish there was a reckoning with that killer past. Like it's like he's just being basically uh, accosted by Cad Bane and, and and being told, you know, we're hearing what we all thought of him, you know, as fans. It's a sort of meta commentary on what we always thought of this character, this sort of ruthless killer. And oh, right, we're not getting right. the reckoning of that. Almost like I wish the Tuscans like taught him to spare life too, or something. Like I wish there was like some kind of reckoning with that bounty hunter past. But, but don't you think maybe that's season two material, right? Because now we have him comfortably the domo of this. Yeah. And then his, his past comes back to haunt him. Right. Yeah. Like, like I think, oh, I think yeah. that's that there's, and maybe that's when you get the other bounty hunters wandering right. in the town. Wandering into town. I, I just, yeah. I don't know though. Like someone has to, yeah. People will wander into his neck of the woods. He's not going to go out in the galaxy. Like at this point, he's pretty much, located here like if he's yeah. not here who's going to protect mosespa and so unless the mods and you know well yeah whoever's I mean, so there can handle it and he can venture around the galaxy but uh, i'm pretty like, sure that's what pikes, i'm hoping for the, the pikes called it the fet gotra which i thought yes. was cool yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh that yeah. has a nice ring that to was it cool. yeah. um and you know so he does have his people and he you know i'd like to see him off world um doing some stuff but my favorite flavor of boba fett is fully in armor and helmeted and uh, I'm wondering if they're going to actually go, if if he is going to be more intertwined, as we predicted, with the rest of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And uh, this, ep this, episode, Mandalore. this episode also disrupted a huge theory I had because mm. Din Djarin just, like, whips out the Darksaber right next to Boba Fett. Boba Fett doesn't even, like, glance at it. Doesn't no, no reaction whatsoever. And I was, like, I was, I was honestly, well, it, it took away all my theories. I had, like, so many theories revolving around Boba Fett. Like the armor, at some point in this series, we talk about a mythosaur, and the armor mm. hints that this that at one at some point at some point like a Mandalore or someone will wield the dark saber and they will be like riding a mythosaur and like they'll kill twenty people or something. I don't. It's not for yeah, me. No, but it's pretty pretty it's close. Like it's and I was a... like I was like, is that not going to be Boba Fett somehow? And like, and then and then does Boba Fett? get corrupted is this kind of corrupted mandalore and then does yeah. dinjarin is dinjarin does dinjarin then like win the saber back from him or something like i was like i was super interested in that idea. and then i thought that could tie perfectly to a sort of grogu theory theory i have with who saved grogu because yeah. like i would love it for anakin skywalker to like to have saved grogu and oh right you know yeah. what I mean? still, that, we talked about yeah. that too that's, I mean, that's still, still to be and determined have, and then you have yeah. luke then you have luke fighting boba fett and saying you know like you have like you always have a choice to do good to boba right. fett you know what i mean and bring him back to the lights yeah. like bring him back to this daimyo state right. you know what so I mean? you were thinking not that it was the dark saber but there's the fact that it was a lightsaber that he would have beef with that like right no like, i just boba i just thought he would think that's a cool tool and maybe dinjarin would drop it not drop it or 
Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Get focus on a hilt. Or... Like it's Star Wars. You focus yeah. on hilts in Star Wars. You focus on ignitions of I mean... the blades and people's focus on the or noticing. Like you could have just done a rack focus to Boba looking at the blade for a second. Yeah, but I was rack or something. I was surprised too that there was no reaction. And I that's really expect anything, but like some acknowledgement of like that's weird. Like, like yeah. that's yeah. a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, you know, so it's interesting because in this episode we get two things. We get we get uh, the Mandalorian getting more comfortable with the dark saber, right? He's using yeah. it better. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Boba confidently riding uh, Rancor, which we'll get to that. But like, we now have two separate characters doing things that are that are part of the Mandalore prophecy, right? Yes. It's not riding a mythosaur, but come on, if you and have it right, it, it's, it's, it's foreshadowing, right? Twenty uh, yeah. pikes in the street. Yeah. Too, so. Yeah. Everything. Right in the the prophecy was actually yeah right in, the, in that episode except it wasn't a mythosaur it was a raincore but i mean yeah. but eventually on, he'll ride a mythosaur. yeah 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 i mean he could ride something bigger later right we didn't really see you know yeah i, I thought it was cool that the mandalorian tried to ride the raincore and couldn't like that that was that was on point yeah um should we start at the beginning of this thing and sort of yeah, just sort of hop through it real quick because sure. there was a lot of fun stuff that happened um so it starts off in the the rubble of garza's um uh, nightclub there yep. and um, they need to you know they're deciding to they, they need to stop the spice trade on Tatooine it's killing people and that's that's what's got to go um, and and then you know they also realize the mods are like you've got to stay like Boba wanted to retreat to the palace and sort of set up fortifications there and have that bitty the stronghold but the mods convince him to fight on the streets of Mos, Mos Espa and not be you know. um, and uh, yeah so he agrees. I, I run a highlight Fennec Shand here because we I feel mm. like Fennec Shand doesn't get to do enough in this episode. Like mm -hmm. I almost wish she, she got the same action beats that uh Boba and Mando got. But yeah. um she's kind to... of just in the shadows in this episode, which is cool for her character, like yeah development. That's really, really cool for the show. Like I'm excited that she's almost more of a, a assassin than she's that's is. right. They uh, they leaned on her master master assassin status. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In this yeah. And then but in this, she shares, everyone shares their, their perspective in this episode. And her perspective in this moment is like, there is credit to be made off the spice. Like she's almost not, she, she's almost trying to dissuade Boba from, from canceling all the spice deals yeah. that yeah. flow out of the planet. And I feel like that was interesting. Cause like, I'm really, I'm really hoping her character has legs and she becomes a major plot point in Boba Fett, possibly, you know, um, yeah. Um, yeah. getting her own adventure. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, we don't get enough of her in this episode. And I really liked in the beginning there where she talks about you know, Jabba the Hutt's business was the spice and like bringing dropping Jabba, dropping Jabba's name. Like that was it was just cool that she was uh, featured in this beat, this early part mm -hmm. of the story. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting that they're like, you know, what the problem here is the spice trade, and it like, you, you know, what's going to keep us from making money is actually the thing that makes the most money on the planet. The uh, spice is killing our people. Yeah, it was kind of wild because he had this plan and he was like, all right, we'll do this. We're going to get rid of this, you know, the pike, the pikes. But, um, yeah, you could see the other three factions, the Clatoonians, the Trandoshans and the Aqualish were definitely hesitant about taking that money line out of it. <laughs> Wait, Let's not jump to the Aqualish yet because that's coming down the uh -huh. road. Oh, right uh, yeah. We're, don't worry, Garfalaquox. We're coming for it. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, um, all right, and then um, we get Cad Bane back, just scene. being awesome again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and talking with it, like, how good was his conversation with the mayor? 
Yeah. So that scene, the scene, did this scene not like show the potential for like alien characters as more yeah. like central roles in Star Wars stories going forward? Because I feel like this was so well done. Like each character, each character was emoting so well, like the puppetry and the uh, the prosthetics, like everything was just designed beautifully. And Mokshe's and the Ithorian, yeah. just, uh, just the, how the, the vocal cords are working and the, the, the oh, the Ithorians and then. Perfect. Yeah, oh, so good. I could listen to that Athorian sound design. <laughs> and Robert Rodriguez actually is, is fantastic as oh, Air Mokshe. He really is. Yeah. But Cad but, Bane here. Can we just talk about Corey Burton's Cad Bane? <laughs> yeah. Is this our moment of worship here? Is this now where we will begin the worship? I mean, I love this character. I don't know how if people bumped up against this character or not, or they want to they they debate I mean, his importance to Boba Fett at this point in the story and. I do have ideas about where how that could have been how that character could have been introduced. In the yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not if you don't have any connection to the Clone Wars, then yeah, it's a little weird. My wife was like, "I what?" Like, she yeah. but but enjoyed the character a lot, right? Like, so it's enough of didn't a character. The character to be look, like, didn't it look gorgeous with that? Yeah, medium yeah. Shot, I, I like think this is wide of him in the room, like in the oh, so and good. A, he has a he has a split. Um, lighting like in that shot mm -hmm. like, they lit the puppet in a beautiful way like the face in a beautiful way i think they finally sort of this is ultimate apex omega cad bane you know agree this is what he's always supposed to be was this sort of black hat cowboy gunslinger super uh, menacing super menacing yeah. yeah like in 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 his in his the environment that you want to see him in you know the dusty streets of a podunk town mm -hmm. um and you know and and so I, I got a little tired of seeing yeah. him, you know, in through Clone Wars and then in Rebels and, you know, like yeah. all that. So um, but here I think this is definitely my favorite uh, version of Cad Bane I've seen yet. It was just perfection in live action. Um, so, yeah, he was great. But, yeah, there was things he was just like, and I trust, you know, you took care of uh, the sheriff and he just goes, Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Every line is like incredible yeah. delivery yeah. every time. That all depends on how much your two stomachs can bear. I was like, yeah, what? This is the wonderful Western kind of dialogue baked yeah. into Star Wars. Yeah. It's just beautiful, beautiful scripts written by John Favreau, which is like this is John Favreau's brainchild. Like this is yeah something he dreamt up uh, with Dave Filoni and it's, it's just superb. And it, it just fits return of the Jedi. Like I can tell, I can feel Favreau's love for return of the Jedi specifically mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the original trilogy with this show, as well as Mandalorian. Like it just feels like a beautiful tribute to George's work and um, his early body of work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's also revealed here that um, it was not the, uh, Nikto, speed bikers it was uh, actually the pikes who <laughs> yeah and the longest uh, <laughs> scene of exposition yeah <laughs> they're like no it was us <laughs> uh, the whole which time. which is odd because i had to remind myself that we didn't already know that right yeah because I, I kind of already, my mind had forgotten about the We Nikto had talked about it on the, speeder. On the podcast. We were <laughs> right, like, so much so that I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what that's happened, like, right? <laughs> yeah, it was weird they didn't show like a scene or something in a flashback of the of the Pikes assassinating them. Or, um, I mean, it would have been cool to see Cad Bane, maybe. That's what the I, one mean, I think we all came, yeah. before we hit record on the podcast, we were yeah. all talking about Cad Bane and the, the usage of that character in the story. And I think we all thought, we were like, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be interesting if he was the one who took out the Tuscans and therefore 
Boba can direct his his rage, his fury yeah. onto yeah. Cad Bane. Like it just it felt it felt like they wasted the opportunity to you know have there be more have the episode be more dramatically charged. Yeah, dramatically it, charged. it feels like I mean it's it's basically implied that Cad Bane was hired like two days ago when yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you could have had him working for them for longer, right? Like yeah. it's just it's mm-hmm. it's interesting, yeah. Yeah, like, well, it's that's the way it goes in Star Wars, though. It's sort of like yeah. they hired some muscle. It was oh, actually no, that was the the Huts hired Black K. Uh, well, it's but, also weird too, because that means that like the did the Pikes actively go out there and kill them? Because I I'm still having trouble seeing the Pikes like as action. assassins. Yeah. yeah, I mean they do have an, an army, right? I mean maybe they, they, they hired the other filled with army. They could have. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how they could have snuck up on them and killed them honestly like no. they were prepared they would have to be in force or with you know yeah. starships or something but i would have bought cad bane being able to do that yeah yeah, yeah i could see yeah. him just sort of flying into town he uh didn't have his uh boot thrusters anymore oh i forgot about the yeah forgot about the boots boot he just thrusters. had uh as uh my wife said he had bullet socks <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so we also learn in the scene that the the Pikes know that Boba Fett and his crew, his Gatra, are holed up in the Garcith Whips, the ruins of Garcith Whips sanctuary. That's very difficult to say. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. I'm so glad you say it every time. Uh, yep. Whip Garcith Garcith Whips sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, that, that that's where they're going to make their stand. And uh, so, and then the scene, beautiful ending of the scene with that close-up shot of Cad Bane. Just saying, you know, like I, I think I have an idea for how to draw Boba Fett out, and then they yep. shout, yeah, episode like credit, <laughs> Boba, Boba, opening Boba. titles. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Um, okay, yeah, there we are. Cold, yeah, cold open in the name of honor, which is great. And then we got a red five flying in, yeah, uh, tattooing, which is always a, a thrill to see. And we get the, we finally found out. We knew that. Grogu couldn't fly himself, but uh, we had the R2-D2 Uber uh, in effect uh, and brought the little guy over to uh, Pelimoto's uh, location there. Yeah. Uh, any get... surprises there or? No. Uh, uh, just cute. Uh, Grogu yeah, cute. cuteness. Uh, Least surprising scene ever. I heard a little word there. Like, she's like, oh, hey, little guy. And he goes, I don't like this little like. It was like, yeah, a, yeah. Oh. He almost said hello. And yeah. I was like, oh, he's starting yeah. to speak now. I can't. Yeah. We're going to get talking Grogu <laughs> pretty soon because they yeah. need to sell more dolls. Um, but as because we get the first of two very clear reminders that he's wearing the Mandalorian, he's wearing the, the, the Beskar armor. armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She looks at the armor. Yeah. Ooh, that shiny. What's that you got there? <laughs> yeah. His little, his little chainmail shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was funny seeing her be like hi, trying to hide all her contraband. Um, oh, so good. And she speaks yeah. binary too, which I thought was cool. Right. Like she, yeah, can, yeah. she can understand R2 D2. Yep. Yeah, that was very cool. R2 was asking for the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. You could tell. I, I just love trying to decipher what R2 is saying at all times. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, it's really fun. It, it makes Star Wars rewatchable. And I think yeah. that element is needed. In a, in maybe it should be added as a pillar. <laughs> it's kind of like. Right. Um, you know, so then we, yeah, ciphers. we get. To, uh, sorry, I'm pushing us forward. No, there's for a million things that happened in this episode, and I just I, I want to get to the fun stuff. 
Um, so we, it's revealed what Boba Fett's battle plans are, and it's to split up his small force all over the city, I guess, so that they can quickly locate where the threat's coming from and then everyone flocks to it. Yeah. Um, Keep an eye on there. Make sure yeah, everyone's following so the, the 3Ds. Yeah, so the Gamorreans are in the, um, like, uh, starship landing area with the Platoonians and the, the train depot. Uh, that's Platoonian yep. territory. Uh, Kersantan, also known as Black K. He's been Black K for me forever, and I just yeah. really, I he's think that's now a cool Santa name for him. He's Santo. After this, he's Santo yeah. to me. Yeah, Boba calls him like Santi sometimes, too. No, that's a little Santo. too familiar. I just think Black K sounds like a yeah. pretty cool I'm not name. going to lie. I thought you were dead, Santo. Santo. Yeah, <laughs> literally my favorite line in the episode. I know, and I love they stick him in the Trandoshan neighborhood. I'm like, that's yeah. Good. I'm like, that's a good idea, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah, where was Bosk in this episode? I mean, we'll get to it, but episode, I was right. Yeah. surprisingly restrained in the Trandoshan. Like he waits. We'll get there, but he waits quite a while to actually. Yeah, just looking How menacing. See, like throw yeah. a Trandoshan like over a roof. Like I wanted to really see um, mm. Santa. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has a Blastec T21 heavy blaster. That's the one that uh, he's using, yeah. uh, which is one of my personal favorites. It's in Empire Strikes Back and the assault on um, Hoth that the uh, the Empire uses. Really cool blaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. And then we got the mods are in the Aqualish district. <laughs> Nothing yeah. worse than unassuming Aqualish is drawing blasters on you. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, a lot of weird facial hair and you know facial features, etc. Pretty menacing. Um, and then we get more of this. We get the another Bane tease, like the worst Bane tease ever. It, you know, he's in the the OK Corral there and trying to draw. This is him trying to draw Boba Fett out and does draw him out. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think when you saw this? Like, what were you thinking was going to play out in this situation? Uh, this. <laughs> Like I in terms it. of like, I figured it'd be, nothing. yeah, I figured it'd be a discussion because you gotta, you gotta save that, you gotta save that for later. Right. Um, but it was still very tense. Um, I just the old the the western stuff I love. Like I just love these. I just love the terms like I've got back shooters too. Like I just yeah, love yeah. the idea of back shooters. I'm just like, yeah, I like that okay. term. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it took a little mental wrestling for me on this part because I was like, just smoke him. You have Fennec Shan, Boba Fett, and in a Mandalorian with blasters trained on him, like just like get it done with. I'm like, why wouldn't they just smoke him? But I, she, yeah. you know, uh, Fennec Shan invokes uh, Soon Zhu and is like, let us dictate um, <laughs> yeah. where the the battle happens. I'm like, okay, if you're gonna talk Soon Zhu, right. like, all right. But um, you get but, Boba being like. I can take him. And then she was like, we need to adjust. Like you'll and have your moment, which was a great line. Fennec yeah. Shan had some great, that moment I, with Fennec Shan and Boba was fantastic. So I do give applause to yeah. Robert Rodriguez for that chemistry and, and designing that relationship. Yeah. I owe Fennec Shan an apology, but we'll get there later in this, in the episode. I predicted her as being a backstabber this entire time. Mm, yeah. And he, she turned out to be the most loyal. So I apologize. Right. I'm very happy to be wrong. But uh, yeah, apparently everyone yeah. else is a backstabber. I just love when Boba was like, he's like, if you're here for a job, like you're too late. And then Cad <laughs> Bane is just like, and then it's, but it's, and then when Cad Bane responds, it's like, it's a long shot. So you, he look, he's far away and menacing. And he's like, 
I already have a job. I was like, uh, I was, oh, it was such yeah. a threat in that moment because of the long yeah. shot. So I just, I, the editing was really nice in this episode. It, yeah. it was, there were some smart edits. Uh, Which yeah. I mean, if, if, if what's interesting is like clearly had Bane wanted to draw Boba out and get Boba fighting, knowing that at the same time, which we'll get to in a second, all of his backup were being taken care of. Yes. Right. And what's interesting is because of what Boba, what Fennec, Fennec Shan convinced Boba to do, it's freed up Fennec Shan to go save the mods. So if this didn't happen, the mods would not have made it out. Right. They I didn't think out. they were going to make it out in the first place. I, yeah. I predicted they would all die. Like yeah. his whole Gotra would be dead. Yeah. So Fennec Shan was right, right? right? By doing yeah. that, it, it bought them time and also allowed her to go take care of other business, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah, and also, yeah, you know, gave um, Boba a fighting chance. For... Well, like, how did you guys feel when, when Boba was like, like, he's like, tell your client negotiations are terminated, and then, like, Cad Bane just, like, walks away? I was like, yeah. I would have thought Cad Bane would have drawn his blaster, blaster and tried to in that moment. Yeah, start the fight himself. Especially like, given he... his philosophy that he shares. <laughs> I would think that accomplished the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why is I think once he knew he couldn't bait Boba, he wants to test his metal against Boba fair and square. As much as Cad Bane is a black hat, right. he wanted to get him to draw. Okay, like, so it's a sense. fair yeah. thing. And, and so he, he would have been yeah. dead yeah. if... if yeah, Cad Bane wants a fair fight. Cad Bane wants a fair fight. He's like 80 years old, and he still thinks he's faster than Boba, and he wants to test his I mean, his he is faster than and Boba, but faster. we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> he is. That's what was He's just senile and forgot about armor, but we'll get there. Okay, and then we have the traitors reveal themselves. So you weren't far off, Adam. It just wasn't Fennec. It was all everyone else. It was the Aqualish. Yeah. Yeah, mostly yeah, the aqualish. Mostly aqualish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the trap sprung on all of them. Uh, R.I.P. the Gamorrean guards. That's a bummer, uh, man. Those guys were great. And you know, I really liked in uh, episode six where like the major domo was like, uh, he was off world actually, and the like the Gamorrean guard was like squeals at him and like gets in his face and scares him. I don't know. I, the Gamorreans yep. were really were yeah. really. I was really warming up to. I'm, Me too. To see them go. Yeah, the Gamorians could have. I wish the Gamorian kind of went to, went ham on all those guys instead right? of instead of just being backed out over a cliff. <laughs> and no. but that's just my own wish fulfillment that I'd like. Right, and then um, uh, Santo yeah. gets overwhelmed by Trandoshans. Apparently, that was going yeah. to be the end. Yes, but, but of course, Trandoshans know anything about their day to day yeah. tidings? You know, buying bread and <laughs> at the they're at the market. Yeah, yeah. Trading in calamari flaws. He suddenly just draw blades and just charge Santo. And it's no, no, no. Kind of comedic, honestly. It is. It is. It feels very uh, just high pulp in that. I have to fight you on the word charge. They draw blades. (laughs) Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Slowly approach, and eventually (laughs) he decides to start shooting at the Trandoshans. Guarding, marching blades yes. against him. It, it's a real slow reaction yeah, a slow there. Slow part. I'm sorry, it's but, not uh, charge. It's a very yeah. slow. It's walk. a very slow walk, menacing walk. But he's like, maybe yeah. this will turn out okay. We'll see. Yeah, was Santo being like, I don't know, maybe they're just cutting meat, all of them. Like there yeah. wasn't a blaster among them. It was all melee weapons. Yeah, and he's sure. just like, I don't know, maybe they just all happened to grab those at the same time. 
He's like, this is a bad dream. Wake up. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> but this it, is fine. It's, it's brutal when they actually like start attacking him. There's a lot of like this really got its TV 14 rating. There's a lot of slicing and cutting and stabbing. That yeah, actually he gets hit in the like back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. And yeah. I think that the weapon that hit him in the back was the same one that. Um, gosh, I want to say that uh, Lando had in his like oh uh, guard but, uniform. Yeah, yeah. That was, like his. That was his weapon that um, I remember from the action figure. But um, so traders, uh, you know, crazy Fennec makes her play for the pikes and on the way saves all the mods. Um, And yeah. And then um, they get back to the sanctuary. Yeah. Back to the sanctuary. Yeah. And the great Boba Mando moment. Boba Mando Major Domo moment, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Major Domo. My favorite character. Oh, my gosh. He's amazing. <laughs> what a fantastic character, honestly. And this is this is when the the Pikes arrive, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the actual... they It's like 310 to Yuma. Like, at some point, yeah, the Pikes yeah. are coming. Like, he, <laughs> they're now here. <laughs> and they arrive, and Mando and Boba kind of like are butch-casting the Sundance Kid in this moment, just kind of yeah. talking it out before making their last stand and uh yeah again mando's like you know like uh i i follow the mandalorian creed and like this is it would be my honor to follow you like honor to die with you and and then boba's like oh you believe in that bantha fodder yeah i was i love he's that like line. good good yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. such uh, a great such a great moment yeah mm-hmm. it was a great moment and then uh a world-class this is the way yeah, he's yeah. just like you'd yeah. really do this. He's like, you, he's like, you, you can leave. He's like, you're not gonna leave. He just goes like, blast her up. This is the way. I, and I'm, that's never gonna get old. Like, how do no. you create a character that has a tagline like that and that it pays off every time you use it? I, I don't know. Yeah. It's genius and it, it makes it's my true. Heart. But it really made me want for more like Boba Mando like partner, yeah. like just the two of them episodes yeah. like i really enjoyed their their banter and their back and forth and and like i just think it could be fun to do i hope we get an episode in <laughs> whatever the next series is of just just a side quest of just the two of them right <laughs> major domo then interrupts yep he's like i was educated on coruscant that doesn't not make that me bit, better, not than better than you <laughs> like, oh my gosh that was so awesome so good man he gets a long scene here like this is major domo gets a real highlight moment in this finale here where he gets to go deliver some boba prose to oh yeah boba right? explaining himself and then oh yeah like there's just he <laughs> did this thing with his mouth once like the acting was astounding like it was so funny he's such a funny character and david pesquela pesquale yeah. so, yeah, i yeah. don't know but i feel like i just the 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 one downside I don't know how to say this because I'm I'm glad it didn't work out this way, but the right comedy button on this was would be for him to actually get blasted. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like that would have been the comedy button, but they they exempted stratagem. Oh, he's like, yeah. I maybe he's like, so read it. Bold to offer additional counsel. I was like, this is an incredible character. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing more of this character. And that's why they didn't kill him, is because they know they had gold with this guy. So <laughs> they're they like, this will pay him. off later. Yeah. When he's out there reading the thing, I mean, and he's just dying inside as he's reading. But like, <laughs> well, he, or he even he's... gets out there, the guy goes, like, All right, read it, Tailhead. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, because oh, of the okay. Yeah, like man. he pretends to not know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. what an enchanting sobriquet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
What I love too is he's a hundred percent going to be Boba's bib next season, yeah. right? Like he's oh, yeah. going to be his bib Fortuna, <laughs> and that's, that's going to be amazing. I don't know. I, I always got the feeling that Boba sent him out to do the same thing that he did to Boba as like a lesson. He was like, yeah. go tell someone else that you can deliver no, like nothing. You can deliver on nothing and then and then see what happens to you. And I really did think he was doomed at that point. I thought the Pikes were just going to like. I did, too. I thought that was going to be it. Yeah. And then we get some of the best jetpack fighting. Yes. Yes. Finally, jetpack. Since like episode two. Yeah, this yeah. was like the open the toy chest moment. This yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> this was let's go wild with Boba and Mando, uh, and they just like Butch Cass and Sun Sundance Kid. Like instead of just running out the front door, they just like jetpack out from like up from above. That's and, the story. If Butch Cassidy yeah. and the Sundance Kid had jetpacks, yeah. they would have made it. <laughs> I mean, right. you're not spoiler wrong. alert. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I could have used more jetpacks, but I guess there's limitations, something, something, uh, because like they use their jetpacks and then ultimately landed right in the middle of a shooting gallery and just <laughs> right getting yeah. belted. Right. Right. It's like, no, you, yeah. like, like find a, some cover, <laughs> like find some cover. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah. Right into like, the kill. There's box. the bottleneck. Let's go aim right there. Right. Yeah. And just shoot all around <laughs> us, which was still awesome. They were still gunning pools down. Um, and then we're ultimately bailed out by the, uh, the Freetowners um, that, that came through, um, which was cool to see them. That was a fun moment. Yes. We yeah. get our first enter stage right hero moment of seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, which was, Adam? Oh, the, 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 free, the free towners. I could rattle them off, but like, <laughs> right. Was... That's the first one. I'll count that's them as we go. Um, <laughs> the yeah, people so from Freetown. Right. So the, um, they try to, they attempt to close ranks here. Um, yeah. Fennec bails out the mods. Uh, Santi makes his way back. Black K lives looking second super one. metal. <laughs> yep. That would be the second one. I'm not going to lie. I thought you died. Yeah. <laughs> But it was yeah, really great seeing the Freetown people because that was a that was one where I was not a hundred percent that they were gonna actually show up. Yeah. You know, I, I figured they would, but it, it it was it was nice to watch like it was a good payoff from the last episode where they didn't want to fight. They they were kind of somewhat convinced, and then and then I mean it's 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 pretty straightforward storytelling, but the fact that what Cad Bane did actually backfired. Yeah. And I think it it's a little hint that Cobb Vance lived because he was like he needed I think the I don't think the people of Freetown knew how much trouble they were in with the Pikes. Right. Um, and I think he had to be like, yeah, guess what? This is your fight because they're already in our area and yeah. they're going to be, you know, causing trouble in our land. And it's only a matter yeah. of time before they wipe us out. And um, so I think he must have sort of gathered them because I don't know. I, I don't think um, the bartender really wanted to fight in this battle. But, no. But I think actually after they you know, shot Cobb Vanth, that was enough for them also to be like, all right, we're going to get our revenge. Yeah. Um, cool. And then the mods show up. Yep. Hero yeah. number three to enter stage right. <laughs> stage right, yes. The mods. And then for some reason, they needed to get the high ground with a cycler rifle. I don't really know what. Um, and then this, and then now we meet, this is halfway through the, the episode. Like, 
this is 28 minutes into you know an hour long episode which is wild like all of this has happened and then like now yeah we start the end the end also this is my biggest problem with this episode not the episode itself what i did is i did not look at the running time okay which i usually do because i usually like to know (laughs) what i'm in for but i didn't and that was an interesting experience because i'm like well it's got to be like it's got to be like the end like this, we got to be like kind of getting close to the the climax of this <laughs> thing, right? And all I know is a nope halfway point, <laughs> halfway, halfway. And then um, super tanks. Do either of you have the name of these droids? They're scorp scorpionic droids. Oh, scorpionic. Scorpionic, but but I think most people just call them scorpion droids. But yeah. they're just I guess they were concept designs from. They were actually featured in uh, a. a a visual dictionary, not a visual dictionary, but a, a vehicle breakdown. I think was it from of the Clone pre- Wars prequel era? Yeah, I mean, yeah, prequels. Looks, yeah. It's from the Clone Wars. Uh, oh, I guess cool. it was part of the Trade Federation, but um, unused in the films, I think. Yeah. And so, right. but definitely look like Clone War mm-hmm. era. Yeah, yeah, definitely because they had they look like massive droidicas that are like much yeah. tougher. Yeah, and um, yeah, really cool design. Um, I always have trouble with the like space physics of shield generators and stuff because like yeah. in the prequel era you could sort of slide through the you can't shoot through the force field but you can walk through it but that wasn't the case with these um it was a whole different set of rules to these force fields oh man and they and they did they tell us what the rules are and it might be the sweatiest line <laughs> wait what I, was the line <laughs> our our oh, energy Mando's, weapons yeah. don't work, yeah. and our Arch and our kinetic. our yeah. kinetic weapons are too yeah. fast. Or too like, fast. I, was like, I was just like, oh man, that's a sweaty line, but you have to do it because you have to say it in order to yeah. explain why yeah. why what's going on is going on. Even though I had no idea what any of that meant, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had quite. Yeah, I mean them. They, so trying to deal with those droids lasted for like a good three to five minutes. I felt like like was they were it? really. No, just like in it that wasn't the end part, of the episode. It, was, it wasn't twenty minutes because it, it was, was like, like super long, just grappling. No, just initially before you know what arrives. Like, oh yeah, it was like them just. And then this is where we get Grogu again, right? Like this yeah. is yes. So like Mando's yeah. trying to hold them off while Boba runs away. Um, I mean, and we see yeah. Pelimoto arrive, and then we see this crazy kind of um, swoosh pan with her cart, her rickshaw, kind of like flying yeah. around the corner. Mando landing on the rickshaw finding grogu in the rickshaw and that moment was i don't know how it was for you guys but i was just like it's my heart it was beautiful yeah Yeah. but before we talk about that i want to back up yes okay because and we'll get there and everyone's like no talk about grogu we'll get there um we get this when boba and mando are fighting the droids we get and i just noticed this the second time i watched it this really great scene where because I was more focused on the lights on the on the dark saber and all this, but like them planning in the middle of a gunfight with droids, yeah. As they're getting like blasted and having to run one side to yeah. the, it's really a great, it's really well shot and yes. really well directed. Like it is like them planning while standing out in the open, <laughs> fighting droids. Is yeah, kind of just shows how positioning. 
Yeah, it just shows how amazing they are, right, at what they're doing, is that they can have this cognizant conversation while they're, like, pushing each other out of the way and rolling out of blaster shots (laughs) and then then planning. It was really just a a wonderful scene that goes by very easy to notice because you're just focused on the Darksaber and and everything else that's going on. But I just really love that. So then... We should mention that Din Djarin does draw the Darksaber and try Mm -hmm. to pierce the shield on these droids, but no effect. But the, has their kinetic uh, weapons have too much velocity? Exactly. That doesn't work. Yeah, something, exactly. something, velocity, something, something. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I actually did like, you know, Mando goes, you know, or Din Djarin's like, we need reinforcement, you know, or uh, Boba says we need reinforcements, and Din Djarin's like, where we we ran out of friends, and then and then Boba heads off, jetpacks yeah. off to somewhere yonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, then then we then we see Grogu like out of out of nowhere, which yeah. is pretty wild. I don't know. I mean, it, not out of nowhere. We we've no. been expecting him, but he comes in exactly the weirdest time. And then so it's just kind of the, we get this high speed, like really uh, anxiety filled reunion between uh, Grogu and the Mandalorian. Um, yeah. But the force hug is one of my favorite things, where he like sort of <laughs> force hugs him his way into yeah. Oh, Mando. And I mean, I had been waiting for that moment for a while. Not as long as I thought I'd wait. I really didn't think we'd see. No. Do you think we were going to get that in this episode, in this series, in this season? No. 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 I I never would have predicted that. I mean, I did after last episode. Yes. So now now Mando season three is just good old Mando and Grogu. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut in like no, we'll we'll cut in media res. They're gonna be out doing their own thing. Like it's it's adventure is gonna find them. I feel like more than they're gonna seek out. Like you know what I mean? Something's gonna the problem's gonna come to them in season three. We we can talk at the end, but I have (laughs) I have thoughts. Lone Wolf and Cub. I have awesome thoughts of what's gonna come. I'm so excited for all of them. Uh But uh, we get them back together again, and maybe a glimpse at sort of what their future holds as far as their dynamic. Just sort of funny because we get the Mandalorian with a lightsaber and the Jedi with nothing, just like armor. Which is For now, funny. yeah. Or a shirt, as the Mandalorian calls as it. As a shirt. You got, you got my shirt, which I'm like, all right, that's a... <laughs> shirt. I mean, it is it's technically a shirt, but it's interesting. <laughs> he could have said, you got mail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boo. That's okay. incredible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Something, something. Dark yeah. Saber. Uh, <laughs> so now can we can we get to the moment we've all been waiting for i mean well Boba don't Fett you want to first cool. talk about the uh the bonding moment between the street rats and the and the and the town folk nope okay we can move on so, so anyway <laughs> yeah i yeah no that was a joke uh, we can move on boba fett on a rancor that's yeah no, Everyone no, we get like the sort of like, yeah, it's almost like the Jurassic Park homage <laughs> through the claws of the Rancor coming over the lip of the, the building. And then it's just what a, it's just a really long reveal. Like what's fun about this episode is it takes it just does it takes a really long time revealing the next obstacle for the, the heroes. And it's yeah. I like that a lot. And But in this I case, it's, it's their ally. It's the Rancor and then Boba's uh, on top riding it with no problem at all. No. Uh, per that prophecy of the armor, um, Boba seems yeah. to be able to ride large creatures and possibly mythosaur in the future. Um, but yeah, he's riding this Rancor, and God, these scenes are so gnarly. Like they are, yeah. So it's just awesome. Like just the the action of like the Rancor picking up a pike and like Boba shooting the pike, and then the Rancor throwing Chucking it. 
Yeah, just that's the best thing I've ever seen. I laughed. I was like, that was the Ben moment. That's what I really thought about. (laughs) That's the Ben moment. They did a lot of interesting things, that dynamic. You know, I was just sort of like, I'm like, just murder everyone. (laughs) Um, I love the way the, I mean, this, they nailed the rancor like they shot. Like, it it was flawless. I loved seeing the rancor jump off a building and land on the street. It moved so perfect. Like, it was so cool watching it move. Um, and it looked are, right. Like it yeah. looked, it yeah. didn't look like. I mean, we knew it was CG, of course, but like, it seemed natural of how Wait, it would have CG? moved. Yeah, no, it was real. It's all practical. <laughs> but, but you know, like I like for instance, Frog Lady in episode two of season two of The Mandalorian, yeah. like when she starts running, it's it's like oh, we've clearly gone into CG mode when she does that like hop run, which I yeah. I didn't hate, but. Mm-hmm. This felt like this is what a Rancor would look like from the one we saw in Return of the Jedi if it had to hop off a building. The other thing I loved is that, you know, the I think the Rancor like throws that, throws one, steps on one, and I'm like sitting there going, I don't know, I'm like, just eat one. Just, just eat, eat one. one. Yeah. And Carly looked at me and goes, it's like happens, she goes, You happy? I'm like, I'm very happy. Yes. <laughs> it was like shot for shot, exactly yeah. like Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. It was They're like, it was well, great. we know we can get away with this if we do it exactly the same. So mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you guys at the end of the pod, like which was the best like death in the episode, because I, I think the rain car eating the guy is pretty pretty high on the list. It's good. It still might be the throw. <laughs> I really throw. laughed. Yeah, I really throw. laughed at that throw. <laughs> that throw. I know, which was kind of silly because it's like, why did you need Boba Fett to shoot him if you were gonna throw him <laughs> yeah. like three blocks? There's, 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 Overkill. Also the, there's also the Santa like uh what does he throw a Trandoshan and shoot <laughs> yeah yeah well, oh that yeah. was amazing <laughs> yeah I think yeah. it was a pike and he just like chucked him up in the air and then shot him before he hit the ground <laughs> yeah. yeah that is like Robert there's Rodriguez some, some like steps. chef's kiss right like that's <laughs> yeah that's he's like it, no yeah. that's how it's done <laughs> yeah all right all stuff. right I forgot about like that alone there's some just, funny crazy it's pretty great yeah. Like, if that was the only action sequence we saw, I think we would be gushing about just that. But it's just like, it was like, so I was overwhelmed with all the wild action that happened in this this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Den of the lightsaber. Uh, Grogu takes out the ACL. I love, you know, I, I, obviously. <laughs> it, <laughs> that was, the ACL that moment the was incredible. When it was yeah. like the joint, like the, the little yeah. gyro flies out of the droid and just lands in Grogu's chest and just like it looks like it hurt him. I was like, ah, oh, are you okay? So worried. I was so worried. I, it was wild because the scorpion droids are also like fighting melee, like melee fighting as well, which we've never seen before. Like with their feet, right? They're yeah. like, yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, they mess to, like, up Sam- Santa. Yeah, they killed, mm-hmm. they, I mean, not kill, but they knock Santo. Yeah. And I feel like they had to establish that because like, I think, you know, they, they wanted to show some serious carnage with the rancor, but like you couldn't really do it. You know, you didn't want to do it with anything organic. Right. So it had to be these like, you know, fighting droids and messing them up. And um, we even get, so like Grogu takes out the ACL and the rancor is like, has both of the arms or like, you know, sides of the, the yeah. scorpion droid. And then we get a classic line from Boba Fett. Do you <laughs> We sure do. Do it, do it. <laughs> Shreds them. Yeah, yeah, the Rancor shredding the scorpion droids is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then the girl mods on the roof with the cycler rifle. So mission accomplished there. She shot some things, but yep. yeah, died. Uh, but it was good. She she made it though, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, almost Trash. everyone made it. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, and then we uh, so and then we finally get our uh, our showdown with Cad Bane. Yeah, I loved this. I really loved this uh, intro to Cad. Uh, this yeah. this third time we see him here because yeah. uh, um, he takes Boba off the the Rancor. He shoots. Shoots the rancor, shoots Boba off the rancor. The yeah, rancor rear, rears up, and then, um, yeah, using the flamethrower against the rancor, it felt like like because you know Cad Bane's been around for eighty years, yeah, probably yeah. dealt with rancors many times, and so yeah. he knew fire was like the best thing to use against yeah. to ward the rancor away. And I was like, that's just wonderful storytelling there. It's a character development in action, which I love. Um, yeah, and it was great. So we finally got our showdown here. Um, I, I wanted someone to be faster than Cad Bane. Like, I feel like it's Filoni's pride that wouldn't allow anyone to be a quicker draw than Cad Bane. Um, and it was, you know, but I, I can't get everything I want. So, um, we did, we did get it. He did take out Boba Fett, you know, was able to well, shoot Boba Fett first. Yeah. I still think that Cobb Vanth is faster than Cad Bane. If yes. he wasn't having to look out for Scott, right, he would have gotten right. the draw on him. Scott, blast yeah. yeah. The That's dialogue in the too, scene Adam. is just so good. It is. Where it really is. Chad's, you know, what's your shoots, angle? Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, I've known you for a long time, Boba. One thing I can't figure: what's your angle? I was like. <laughs> What this is like? Yeah, that's this is what I've been asking the entire season. Yeah, what is yeah. Boba's angle like? And then he's like, you know, this is my city and all this kind of stuff. I was like, and I was just like, and then once once the the, the quick draw happens, it's like Cad Bane gets gets a little more jabs, and he's like, you tried to go straight, but you got your like father's blood you're pumping through you, like you're a killer. And I was like. I was like, all right, now we're getting to what I think the story almost should have been from the beginning, which is like Boba reckoning with the killer past, uh, the connection to yeah. his father, who was a merciless bounty hunter. And, you know, just like dealing with that, basically. And uh, and it, it it's kind of, it starts here. We'll see where it goes in Boba season yeah. two. Yeah, I think you might just be ahead of it a little are bit. You guys, are you guys certain that it's going to be a Boba season two? I don't think there is. Oh, I, uh, not, there is. I mean, Mando season three will inevitably like probably stop by Tatooine for an episode or something. So yeah, I'm just I don't saying think we've seen the last of him, but I don't know that we're going to development. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know that we're going to get another dedicated Boba season. I bet you we will. I don't know why we wouldn't. It could just be called the book of Boba Fett season two. Like it'd be very easy to make a season two. Yeah. The second book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Or they'll just do what the yeah. Mandalorian did. It'll just be chapter. It'll just start with chapter eight. You know, the book's yeah. not over. This is just right. end of part one of okay. the book. I, I I just think it's it's not like I feel like usually, and not to get too inside baseball. Like, there's a reason we're only getting a single season of Obi Wan, right? Probably. Like, yeah, Ewan McGregor's a big get. Tamara Morrison mm -hmm. is a is loves this character and is game to continue playing this character. So it's not like you have any issues with contracts, right? This is relatively inexpensive to shoot. Meaning that it probably well, only costs ten million dollars to play Kenobi too. I, I think yeah. that you would do as I, many. No, he. They I don't know about that. I, I think he is stoked to do it. I think he's also in high demand, and I think it's a little like harder to work around. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him pop up in other things, right? Like as yeah. as Obi Wan, but like to lock him down for six episodes, I think is tough. As yeah. opposed to someone tomorrow Morrison, who's just like I I you know always want to play his character, and you know I. 
I don't I'm trying to say this without saying it without being bad, but like he's not as busy or as right. in high demand. I mean, he is. Right. He's he's Aquaman's dad. So let's not take anything away from Samora <laughs> Morrison. Like he oh, he I works. About that. He does. Yeah. He works. Yeah. You know, and I think, I I think Boba Fett's just such a fun character. Yeah, and I'm sure he loves playing the character, but. Yeah, less is better with Boba Fett. Like you almost don't want too much right. told on that character. Eh, but, we've but already given, had given so much told. Given that point. he's a daimyo at this point, he's not yeah. a, a mysterious bounty hunter anymore. It's I don't just that's told. Let's keep going. Let's figure out where he's going with this vet with this Gatra he has. Yeah. So I got a question for you. So he's the armor he's wearing was his father's armor, right? Even though it doesn't look very close to it at all. And I, I'm wondering where the markings came from. Why does he have the mythosaur on his shoulder? Why does he have that leaf on his chest? Yeah. You know, why did he go green? Like, those are stories if we pursue down the history of the Mandalore and, you know, actual, the you know, the planet Mandalore, that maybe we go deeper into his father's past. And like, See, that's what I was really thing. hoping for. It's this being called the Book of Boba Fett, I... I almost wish this dealt with Boba's connection to the Mandalorians because it's in question in Mando season two. Yeah. Like it's, it's basically, um, um, Bo-Katan and her crew basically call Boba Fett as being a non Mando in that yeah. episode. And I was like, that is so on the nose and like such a kind of like fan commentary thing that like, yeah. Maybe it's, a, it's a setup. Maybe it's a payoff. For, maybe it's a setup for a later payoff down the down the road. And I feel like I think it is. I feel like connecting Boba to the Mandalorians in a way that might make him out to be almost, uh, I guess, uh, more of a, closer to the heir to the mantle of Mandalore than anyone else. Basically, be more uh, sort of part of that bloodline, possibly part of the original clans before Death Watch, before. Um, Ren before you know i mean is that what this show is doing though right because this show we, we what we've done as i talked before is that mando is being set up as not wanting to lead not wanting to be part of something bigger themselves boba has spent this entire series building a family and yeah. now he might realize wait i am a mandalorian i have a family out there do i yeah. want to become mandalore like the, the, the now because i can be the head of this giant family that I never thought I never really thought myself part of. Right. Like we get him craving connection. That's what I, where I think we're going. It's like, he yeah. needed, like we needed this season to sort of reconcile everything that happened post Sarlacc. Right. And they needed to tell the, the backstory and then the forward story. And like, where is he right now? And it's like, okay, he's just, he wants a team and he wants a safe place to live. So he brings, you know, now you've got Boba Fett living in Jabba's palace in a peaceful Mos Espa, um, you know, loved by his surroundings. And then it's like, okay, then what happens next? And I, I think what happens next is this, you know, re, you know, the return of Mandalore. And and I think he's going to be involved and Din is going to be involved and yep. Katan's going to be involved and the armor is going to be involved and like, you know, some Death Watch and, and Sabine. Um, I could see Sabine Ren. I could see yeah. the Dark yeah. Saber maybe yeah. going between Mando and Boba, but then maybe Sabine winning it back at the end of the day and Sabine being Mandalore mm. or something like that. That'd be a fun way to go with it too, because totally. yeah, who needs to have an, you know, another, you know, um, Boba or like Mando type leader when you could have a younger leader, a more, a more, you know, differentiated Mandalore, you know, Mandalore would is she, often she seen as almost to... like a Conan character or something. It's like, why can't Mandalore be a Sabine Wren, you know? 
that, yeah. that would be cool too. It would be very cool. And I mean, it, it would be a good tie back because that was the ultimate mistake was Sabine giving the dark saber to uh, Bo-Katan when right. she won it in battle. So actually she didn't win it in battle. Did she? Didn't she, she just, just found, find she it. She just found it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I don't know, but still, she could win it back again right. like, in battle. Let's do yeah. this right. You know, this this weapon found me. Um, she certainly learned how to use it correctly. Uh, right. Which is pretty cool. But yeah, I think that's where we're going. Like we're I, I'm hoping for a very lore filled, like Mandalorian lore filled, um, uh, you know, secretly. Right. So where we left off just chronologically is Cad Bane <laughs> Cad standing Bane over Boba. Yeah, <laughs> Cad Bane standing over Boba, telling him he's a killer. And then, you know, he's look out for yourself. Anything else is weakness, like giving him this yep. final less lesson. And then, yeah. you know, Boba pulls the gaffy stick. Yeah. You know, there's the payoff, the, the Chekhov's his... check yeah. gaffy <laughs> stick. Yeah, using the weapon appear on his drive. Because I didn't see that. he. I think yeah. when he went back and got the Rancor, he grabbed the gaffy stick, too. Oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah. It's like, I might need this. Maybe I'll just grab it. Yeah, yeah. I, need, I, need, I need something. Stick. I need another melee weapon that doesn't perhaps have as much velocity as my Darksaber. R.I.P. Cad Bane. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Oh, oh I mean, come on, he's got now. No, that's oh, that is really, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear that uh -huh. last breath? Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, it was like there was some distortion too on his voice too because <laughs> yeah. of his mods. Like yeah. that was actually pretty yeah. cool sound design. Fennec Shan didn't come back. We, we saw her get gunned down pretty horrifically. Die. Oh no, that's wrong. She came but, back. But saying I knew you were a killer was a yeah. really great way to end yeah. there because. Yeah. Again, I think now we're harping on a chord that I'm interested in for Boba Fett because it's it's dark and it's 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 um, it's traumatic for him, likely. So I would love to dive into that because it's going to yield more emotional uh, content from the character. Whereas right now he seems like almost just this very standoffish leader. He almost doesn't yeah. want to deal with the people, but yet he'll protect them with his life. It's like I just. I don't understand. I like Cad Bane. I don't really know his angle yet. I would like to see more of his inner struggle, not just physical with the Sarlacc, going to the Tuscans, centering himself, learning their culture, um, befriending them. Like, what, what about his? What about the original? What about all that he did in the original trilogy? What about his past? Like, what about yeah. all that time? You know, like hunting Han Solo, like. No commentary on the Han Solo. That was the other thing I was like really hoping for in this season is just like say the guy's name for a second or something. Like, yeah. do you like hint at something that maybe like like there's one, there's one, nice who, I, there's one yeah. who I owe or something like that. Like you got to take out there's one debt I still have to, you know, yeah. pay or like I don't know, like something where he hints at going to hunt Han because he that he does feel Han, Luke or were involved in him falling in the land, the Sarlacc pit. And that makes me feel like that makes me hope we get a Boba versus Luke fight. Like that's why I almost that's why I almost feel like it's organic to give Boba the dark saber because you, he could fight Luke at that point and obviously lose but but Luke could say I, you have a I agree with that. Good, I, but, you know, all this kind I of think stuff. more likely we're going to get a Luke trains uh Mando how to use the dark saber? How to use the dark saber much like we got um What's his name? Train Sabine. How do you start? Luke saber. holding the dark saber would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. I was actually thinking about Grogu um, because it, his path very much parallels Luke's, where mm -hmm. he's just like he gets some minor training and is like, I need to go help my friend, and and takes off. And then I thought it would be, actually be a cool moment 
if you know they go on some adventures but then do you go back to luke at some point yeah sure. and luke yeah. is like you're already a jedi like yeah you passed the trials you are a jedi i i think different. luke i think as i mentioned last week i don't i don't think luke i i don't think because again there's been some murmurs on the interwebs about about luke of like why would he like be dog, dogmatic and 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 all this and i'm like I, he's not this is this is all part of the training of grogu right. and yeah. he expected him to go back to the mando yeah it's peak luke they're handling him perfectly i think and this yeah. is the flavor of luke i think we all expected like where he's thoughtful he's you know considering all of what came before the jedi and how is he going to teach his pupils and you know how is he going to be a better teacher and how will he prevent that fall that happened and right um, you know, this is, he, he does this for 30 years. So, um, this is, you know, I'm curious about that Luke and we, we're going to get some of it through Grogu's eyes. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the, the Luke we got the last two episodes. I, 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 I didn't even hope to wish for that much, um, Luke Skywalker in this and it was, no. yeah. you know, if I don't get my series, which I never will. Oh, uh, I think you might. Series. I really think you I, might. Don't even Ahsoka might. I mean, why wouldn't Ahsoka have start with Luke? Maybe you know, I just, on her way to Thrawn. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that that as much as that said, starring Mark Hamill that entire episode. I don't think Mark Hamill was around for that. The entire. Did you hear the whole vocal thing? Yeah, it was all that episode? AI. It was all AI. Like the yeah. The yeah, entire they thing, really are so. hooked on that AI voice, which is yeah. Not, it was much. Terrible. It was much better this episode than it was yeah. last time, but it's it's still not quite one hundred percent there. So back to the episode. We now have Act Five. God's uh, Act Five, King Kong. Oh my God! Yep, we have uh, the Rancor on the loose, and then. <laughs> yeah. But again, this this ties directly to our it does. Actually a, a natural segue because we were yep. talking about the mantle of Mandalore, and now we have we have Mando trying to control the Rancor by leaping on it and, and failing. He fails miserably. Ride the Rancor. Um, so, uh, as for the armor's prophecy, um, maybe Mo Mando isn't, is not destined to be Mando. I, I think it's more just like staying consistent with what we know about Rancors, which is they're much like yeah. Chihuahuas. They have one master. Exactly. And, sure. Uh, bonded you with know, Boba. Yeah. They, only, they bonded with Boba and like, you can't, you know, just yeah. cause Din Djarin's awesome. Doesn't mean yet, he hide every yet Rancor. one character's force mastery does yes, exactly does rain to, we get uh, submit we get his first act as a jedi right yeah. because it's so important that this happened because remember before this we see him using the force uh physically right we see him raising the mud horn right yeah. and nearly killing the mud horn we see him choking um right stormtroopers stormtroopers and others and throwing them around <laughs> he this is okay. the first time we've seen him really use other than healing right actually seen him use it in a way that peacefully. didn't peacefully, yeah. he could have very easily killed that rancor. He could have very easily force choked that rancor to death, but he chose to yeah. put it to sleep yeah. and then curl up next to it, which yeah, was one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Yeah. I know it snuggled. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. how about we both nap? And the yeah. rancor's like, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what this, that happened at that point. Uh, um, so. That was adorable. I, I think it, it bears more talking about Grogu in this. Cause like, yeah, it is. There are a lot of really scary red flags the rogue grogu and i mean mostly that he oh, like really? uses the force right. to sense sentient life and then eat it right. <laughs> like a lot he does that a lot yeah. also i need to shout out i don't know if he's going to listen to this but uh, i'm going to shout him out anyways uh ethan who is the recording engineer at new alliance studios uh 
where I'm recording an album right now. Um, and he brought up a really interesting thing and I want, this is a, a divergent, but I want to run it by you. He said, Favreau is obsessed with food and, and he just like, but like, there's this common thread where it's just like animals are for eating. And it's just like, there's all this crew And this is my guy. Ethan is a vegan. So like yeah. this popped out at him, but it's just like, Oh no, we eat everything. And like, even like after they put the rancor to sleep, like Pelly oh, right. is like, joke. why yeah. don't we, she's like, why don't we put it on the spit? Like, yeah. if you think about it, like, and, and we know that like Favreau's a foodie, oh, but yeah, he like he wants to eat everything in the star Wars universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Right? No, I think he it thinks kind of wild. I think Favreau thinks that behavior by Grogu is endearing, not troubling. Right. Yeah. But I, yeah. But I mean, when you think about it, it's like if you're like, oh, look, another sentient life is like we're all connected and just like, oh, but I'm starving. So you're my yeah. Favorite. I mean, that's you gotta be cold. Well, it's also like Luke shows him, you know, if you use this power correctly, you don't you could use it to not raise one frog, but all of the frogs. You can eat all the frogs. Yeah, luminous beings are we? Not this crude matter, right? So yeah, you're just returning them sense to the that force. Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, he's just eating the force and returning it to the force. Yeah, that's how I see it. <laughs> but it is yeah. kind of interesting. There's a but it's a really interesting feed. observation. Like there is, I you know I, I didn't think about it, but the second you mentioned it, I'm like I think I think I think he's onto something. Like it yeah. is very food centric, which again, Favreau is very food centric. I mean yeah. he has he has the chef show on Netflix, which I think is back for like season three or four. Yeah, but you can see like yeah. before there was like definitely times where they sort of backed off that. Um, yeah, you know where in like the original trilogy where they're not always eating all the creatures they see and like it's a uh, you know. There's a lot of food stuffs and K rations and stuff. And stuff right. Don't know. Um, it's it, you know it could be vegetable matter or whatever. But here they're just like they just eat everything. Yeah, you know, everyone's the banquet scene. Mm -hmm. um, they have oh, right, know, right, right. roasted animals. There's the uh, uh, Kawaki and monkey lizard scene, which is oh yeah yeah all, like, yeah yeah. Anyways, sorry, mm. little aside there. Yeah, but anyway. it makes the world feel lived in if there's like you know food being cooked around. Um. However, so uh, now Moss Espa is. Oh wait, well, no, the no, Fennec no. assassinations. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow! We we all oh, forgot yeah. about Fennec Shan because she was just gone. Fennec Shan was alive. gone for like forty minutes, and then yeah. comes back into this episode. Comes back in a uh, way, assassinates the Pike Syndicate leader, uh, Mayor Mukshez, in brutal, brutal. fashion. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Like hangs him, then breaks his neck, and also like yeah. you get to see Athorian feet, which are awesome. Those are actually yeah. that's what Athorian feet look yeah. like. We get and to see like, them moving great. and then stop moving. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Very upsetting. Very <laughs> upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. just like hanging. She takes out like 12, 12 guys. But she, did she need to kill the mayor? I mean, okay. Uh, yeah. That's, I just, it, when you're a hammer, everything looks like nails, is what I did, think happened. Yeah. There. The mayor the mayor did agree <laughs> to surgical strikes against Boa Fett. So right. uh, I guess so he think, was an enemy. Well, two things. One, I just love the fact that we've been calling her Master Assassin forever. And now we finally get to see why she's called Master Assassin. Master Assassin Fennec Shand. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. other thing is now I'm like, I was going to say, you know, the major domo was going to be the, was going to be uh before Tuna, but do you think he's just going to be the next mayor? Cause he's in Boba's pocket and Boba knows yeah, how to control that was, him. That's actually a really good yeah. uh, development for that character is to be the yeah. mayor. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a nice direction. Yeah. I wonder if Peli Moto will have any uh, advanced. Yeah. We didn't talk about their, uh, we didn't talk about their meet cute. 
Yeah, Moto and the Major, uh, Major Domo. Domo and Pelly Moto show, the spinoff yeah. show, would be amazing. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, their chemistry was incredible. Uh, he almost reminded me of uh, Dave Pascalia. He reminds me of, of David Sedaris, Amy's brother, like quite a bit. And so, like, their chemistry hmm. felt like Amy and, and her brother and David Sedaris's yeah, chemistry. And, uh, like, I love that. I think that's just so comedic, and I would love it in Star Wars for, I would love for Major Domo and uh, Pelimoto to hang out. Like, that would be cool. Um, and then another super, well, so then Masa, I suppose, thriving. Um, I don't know why I wanted to see Black K eat one of the mods um, when they, like, talk back to him, but I, I did. Uh, but yeah. yeah, there's a another Malayron uh, fruit um, Easter egg yeah. uh, there, and um, but then you know we see the happy uh, Fetko trio together at the end, victorious. Yeah. Why don't we, we get a melon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get another great. Yeah, that's when I wanted him to eat him. Yeah, like, exactly. That's just why just, him about, him just, just threaten to start pulling his arms off, and then and then both Fetko. <laughs> Santo. Yeah, Freeze frame. Roll credits. But I feel like we also get another moment of I really appreciated Fennec Shan dialogue where it's just like Boba, we kind of get, be careful what you wish for a moment where Boba's just like, oh, I didn't, I don't really like, I don't want this, right? Like I fought for this and now it's it's weird and I don't like it. And I love that she has a moment of like he's he's just like we're not we shouldn't be doing this and he, and Fennec Shan goes if not us who right. to remind it's just a great moment of reminding of like remember you asked for this because otherwise it used to be Jabba and then it was going to be these others like this is this yeah. is the best for for, for Mos Espa for everyone yeah. yeah yeah that was a good moment it, it's nice it's nice to see him have a place yeah um, yeah and be successful and and ultimately you know I think we all were saying last week like. Well, just to be daimyo of like one quarter of Mos Espa seems kind of like small potatoes. But now he's taken out all the other um, crime syndicates in Mos Espa and the mayor, the corrupt mayor and the like, you know, spice running through there. So he's really, you know, saved the whole city. And now this is Boba's city. Um, And yeah, we'll see how he leads it going forward. But, you know, he's got a good good group to start there. Maybe he needs some more, you know, help and then can go find, um, you know, maybe Bosk or Dengar or somebody to help him out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm well, just going to keep ringing that thoughts. bell until they, they make yeah. it happen. Yeah. And then we blast off into uh, Mandalorian season three. Oh, but, so good. That scene with the oh, yeah, Grogu tapping on the glass. Tapping on the glass. Oh. So good. It is uh, 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 being a father of an 18 month old. My wife and I were watching that last scene going, yeah. Yeah. Like just constantly, like, no, <laughs> no, we're not going to. Okay, fine. One more time. <laughs> that and, was, uh, yeah. yeah. I, thought they, I thought it was, I thought it was a spin. I thought he was going to do a spin, but then I was like, me oh, too. Sub, the Me sublight too. engines. Like, yeah. That's right. Um, that was great. And then, uh, yeah, then we get a, the credits, which were great. I thought it was funny with the, um, the one of the concept arts, the Rancor cr- climbing the spire actually had a female Twi'lek in one arm. It was just like <laughs> not even trying to hide that it was King yeah, Kong. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know why people that. feel the it, need like, to have is that to. Why the tower was there in the first place? Like, just yes. this, this massive kind of setup for the. Yeah. Twi'lek. 
there's like yeah i don't know n1 starfighters buzzing him overhead that would have been right little, yeah. that would have been a little red too five hard. uh r2 yeah. and red five is just <laughs> yeah, flying around. that would have been pretty funny um yeah the stupid townspeople they were like shooting at the rancor it was like what no no you just <laughs> saw him fighting on your side like no <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we get a post-credit scene. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we see that that hair. Yeah, that I, I actually had to rewind it. I didn't hair. know who that was. It was no. Yeah, uh, Timothy Harley told me. looks different underwater on his back, naked, um, with a rebreather tube in. Um, but I was like, oh, Cobb Vanth is alive. I'm like, I knew that. Where did he get cool. hit? Where did he get hit in the shoulder? shoulder? He got hit in the shoulder. Yeah, but I think then we saw Thundercat with his um, with his you know mods there. Right. So we might get a quick draw arm, I think, on Cobb Vanth or something. Oh, totally. That's exactly what we're going to get. Yeah, it's odd. Um, I mean, I'm very glad that Cobb Vanth is still with us. I like that character. I like Timothy Oliphant. I'm looking forward to what they do with him. Um, I was waiting for a post-credit scene. They gave me a post-credit scene. And then I kept waiting for maybe another post-credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Still waiting. Yeah. I'll um, probably get one. I'll probably get one in the form of a trailer tomorrow night. I so I think Cobb Vanth might be wrapped up in the Mandalorian, the the Mandalore mythos as well. I think yeah, really. If you know, like this, obviously. So we're blasting off into the future here with uh, Mandalorian, but I think if he's if Dinjarin's successful in going to the you know the pools under Mandalore. And becomes a Mandalorian again. We know that their mission, uh, the mission of the Armorer and uh, Paz, were to build up the their tribe, um, right? You know, to swell their numbers. And if they're looking for recruits, I think Cobb Vanth is a great potential recruit. I don't know sure. if they do that or not, but he's already worn the armor once, and um, I think it would be pretty cool. He would be a pretty cool foundling. So. Oh, he's given Cad Bane's line. He shouldn't have given away his armor and maybe hinting at maybe Vanth needs armor. Yeah. Vanth, right like now that he's there. added is like, I could, you know, get used to having that armor. Yeah. yeah like why make it a post-credit scene that Cobb Vanth is returning? Like, don't know. what is all, is all of getting his own show? Is he, is, was it, is, is he going to be sheriff, you know, of Mos Pelgo, the show, you know, Freetown? Yeah. I cannot imagine that. I mean, I'd love, I love him, and and I love that character. I just, I I don't think so, right? I don't think that's a big enough character to have a show. He could have been in like Rangers. They could have, they could have roped him into Rangers of the New Republic, maybe. Um, But I think his best, like his most exciting turn, which actually to legitimately become a Mandalorian, they would that would be fun. I mean, if you had Tomorrow Morrison and you know and Pablo Pascal and and uh Timothy Oliphant, that is a lineup. And then you know, yeah. you add in, you know, Sabine Wren and I don't know. See, I see there's one thing I want to I want to bring forward, which is I think there's going to be a Mandalorian faction that's I think the Mandalorians are inevitably going to fight each other. There will be infighting. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to guess the angle on that and who will be the protagonist, the the antagonists to say Dinjar and whatever faction he's in. Like I I wanna try to like figure out who that might be because i if we get thrawn involved and sabine's back with ahsoka like i imagine the mandos will be in that war and i I imagine there'll be different factions of mandos and i imagine that there will be infighting possible war for the dark saber mantle of mandalore i think it's it's something around death watch because 
I love the, that they're orthodox Mandalorians. I love that like yeah. they're like yeah. this is the way. Like that is the foundation of the show. But I feel like she's hoarding Beskar in I don't know. Like, and mm-hmm. we don't really know her thing. She's a Maldalorian. We know she right. still was there in the Maul era. Um, so you know, there could be and and the everything we know about um the Vizlas is they're awful people. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, there was. Yeah. Was there one decent yeah. Vizsla? Well, Tar Vizsla, Tar Vizsla was a Jedi Mandalorian, right? So imagine he was, good. he was centered, kind of Zen Mandalorian, but I don't know. But since then, well, the dark saber is a kind of a devious device. Like you know, yeah. like it looks it's sharp, it's angled, it looks like runic, the sort of the hilt. It looks it's crude compared to a lightsaber. Yeah, it, it is. It didn't like pre Vizsla sold out to the Empire, right? He was in the uh, white armor. It looks like uh, I believe so. Doesn't the dark saber look like uh, something a Mandalorian would use if he was like a, with the Sith in the Jedi Sith conflict? You know, like yeah, I don't I know. I mean, it looks awesome. But he was the a fact Jedi. that the the thing has a shape to it. The blade has a shape yeah, to it. Pretty, like yeah. real angles. Like I don't know. It, it looks it looks legendary. Is all it does. It looks like nothing else, right? Nothing we've seen before. So yeah, uh, yeah. I also want to see like I want to see Boba fight the empire again or like interact with the empire again mm. i know we we got precious little of that in, in season oh, two. that's true like none. he was just like Oof, empire like trouble yeah i'm not getting involved in that i will be your i'll be your wheel man when we yeah. see thrawn again is he running with he's running with the remnant empire the shattered empire i yeah, think yeah. he's with uh i think he's with the chiss ascendant is like I, I, I don't i think it's motivation. shattered empire because we just got yeah, extra casting so. news about ray stevenson joining on yeah yeah uh to play an imperial admiral underneath uh with a uh, side um oh really next to Thrawn, yeah yeah in ahsoka right yes yeah. yeah oh really yeah that'd be interesting that'd be interesting if he still has ties to the empire even though it's already lost like i don't know for me like if he's already out in the unknown regions and reconnects with the chiss empire like or the Chiss Ascendancy, then I don't see the need for him to tie himself with a shattered empire. Even though I guess I, I don't really I I'm what if, what if it's, all what of if his it's stuff. to uncover the kind of uh, Operation Cinder or something? What if he tried to re- what if he tried to reconnect with the Empire to for an SOS or something like that? And then he found out that like there was this sort of like scorched earth thing that um, policy that took place. You know, like what if yeah. And he he's like, wow, so many people were just burned and, and, and destroyed, you know, as the Empire tried to destroy, get rid of all their, their evidence, their data, their their yeah. armories, you know, like their garrisons. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, the very like if we're doing like Octum's Razor, right, like in. In in the old EU, right, I was going to say, yeah, Zon happened. Thrawn was kind of running the the shattered empire and was obsessed with and, and found clone saying clone of a jedi right like like and there's cloning going on so a lot of the elements are there and have been presented to us in the first two seasons of the mandalorian so it's kind of like i think they're just setting up Thra- thrawn and they're going to do a new eu version of of that story I was thinking that and like if they can they will tiptoe around those um zon books to sort of make them roughly canon. Like, yeah, as much to as To not can. discredit everything that happened yeah. there, you know. But 
that would that would tie him back where you know somehow he regained his position he just walked back into his position in the shattered empire as as a leader but in the you know aftermath um in the the new republic area we haven't heard anything about him you know there's race it's all yeah. like race loan yeah. and um gallius rex and um you know yubtashu and like all these others but we haven't heard anything about thrawn probably because they just don't know how to say it but um there could be he could be really the beginnings of um the first order and the final order or the beginnings of the final order really right oh right like he could be still allied with not yeah allied with yeah Delta he could team. be running their whole operation in exegol or something you know or operating out of exegol and um, I don't know. And then we'd get like a look behind the curtain there as to like them building their forces and, you know, what things are going on. Right. Cause there could be like archeological sites at Exegol as well as that cloning facility that we find yeah. like, and sure. that, that screams. Oh, art. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he helped the, the, um, emperor sort like of find Exegol discover the, the yeah. like secrets yeah. of the cloning process yes. by analyzing the art. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the cloning process, like, do you think there's any value to Boba Fett's DNA for the Empire? Like, given that he's mm. unaltered and, like, the Kiminoans may have been the only, you know, scientists to uncover a method to create almost like a, a perfect clone that doesn't have rapid aging, like, a, a, and maybe that's something the Empire wants to, to examine and then try to replicate for Palpatine to thus make something that doesn't age rapidly and die. Absolutely. Holding yeah. the race. Sure. I love that actually yeah. because we heard um uh Kylo Ren mention like maybe we should like we should do a clone army you know like they're thinking right. about it right so that would be fun if they're like uh like we need Boba Fett to like to yeah. to you know ramp up this you know production that would be pretty cool that'd be a pretty fun plot line there could be fun uh yeah. well well um yeah. made it through this whole season um Oh, fantastic. We just found out today that uh, Kenobi will air on uh, May 25th. So yep. excited, guys. That'll be not, not May the 4th, May 25th. Yeah. There's yeah. also May rumors. Um, if you don't want to hear the rumors, just um, pause it here but um, yeah. or yes. fast forward. Uh, yeah. I did hear rumors that uh, the Grand Inquisitor will be in the show. The yeah, actual those, yeah. Grand Inquisitor oh. from Rebels yeah. uh, will be in the show. Interesting. Um, Which, if I, you're going to use one, that's a pretty great one. Yeah. Is it going to have? Is he going to have the spinny lightsaber? Uh, I hope not. But yeah, probably. It might. I mean, is it the right time period? It makes my head hurt trying to. I like... think that's actually perfect for the Grand Inquisitor to show up. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to show. If you're going to put anyone against Obi Wan, that that would be who you'd want, right? Like he's. Yeah. And if if Filoni's involved, um, you know, at all in terms of like. At consulting, you know, Deborah Chow and the team, it could be you could see um, uh, sort of like his temple guard past, like be highlighted mm -hmm. in a way that juxtaposed against Obi's past, and you know, kind of share that Jedi connection. That could yeah, be. I mean, they I would have known each other. I, yeah, I, I would rather have a an Inquisitor that um, Obi Wan can actually kill. <laughs> yeah, like a new a new Inquisitor would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, but the fan service in the Grand Inquisitor is pretty spectacular. I think. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that's the only Inquisitor we get. Right, right. Like, right. like yeah. they usually they usually come in 
multiples right because it would have to be a cat and mouse thing like if if an inquisitor dies on tatooine it's going to be all hands on deck trying to find the person so yeah it's really got to. that's weird yeah Yeah. i don't know there's a lot there's a very tight rope that um deborah chow has to negotiate here yeah that show is is really has to like work some magic yeah it seemed so easy until the mandalorian came out like it was just like oh yeah this is gonna be great we just put him on tatooine and he deals with tuscans and like there's crate dragons and like now all of that is done there is an official poster too um, there is that we have to go off of i mean we just we only know tidbits about this show and uh, in the poster it does show you in walking through what looks like a sandstorm on Tatooine, and he yeah. he is or not a sandstorm but just uh it's just yeah, on sand a tuesday on Tatooine. you see uh you see um he's holding the skywalker saber in his yeah. hand mm. um that's that's gotta mean something here's a question too yeah it does have to mean something that that wonders part of what popped in my head then i'll ask the question is like does that mean he's grappling with luke training luke like is there part of him that's grappling with getting luke involved earlier and i was thinking remember how we were talking about these like like the the kind Mm -hmm. of like the haptic sort of like force memory that you can get out Mm -hmm. of objects yeah Mm -hmm. could he not touch that object and see vader like have the um sure a dyad kind of bond yeah with vader but using the lightsaber as the conduit for it you know what i mean like could that not take place that totally could uh we also know that you know um jedi communicate with each other over long distances right like sure yeah i just wonder if we're gonna get yoda in this in this show yeah we could but i mean why wouldn't you right yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yoda interacts with Ezra and uh, right and in, in, throughout Rebels. I mean, why wouldn't he pop in to yeah. say hi to Obi? And Liam Neeson, of course. At least and, yeah, Neeson. I, I think yeah. Liam Neeson is going to be the real big sort of surprise. Yeah, that's, that's going to be the baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the Grogu of the thing. Um, I will lose my mind if I hear Yeah, him. I will too. So if I, I hear him in the, the sand. Again, Phantom Menace is like four on my ranking. Like, I... Yeah. adore Qui-Gon Jinn as just a Jedi. Like, yeah, I love yeah. all Jedi. I liked Luke in the original trilogy quite a bit, but like if I, if I had to select like one Jedi to teach me, I would probably choose like Qui-Gon Jinn. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I'm on board. I definitely would yeah. not choose Obi-Wan. Um, but I feel like Yoda would be fun, but you'd have to be just in be like constantly trying to figure out what he like, <laughs> like trying to like figure out yeah, the yeah. riddle. <laughs> yeah um i you know i you know from a again kind of behind the scenes stuff i was they announced the date in the poster and i'm like huh no preview that's weird and then i realized the super bowl is a sunday so i'm fairly certain we're gonna get a obi-wan yeah i think trailer tomorrow and yeah. i've heard stuff about vader too again more rumors about obi-wan if you don't want to hear him. uh i've heard rumors that vader is just as like ruthless as he is in rogue one and angry that would be this show yeah and yeah which makes perfect sense but uh, time period i'm I'm excited to see ruthless and and great payout revenge of the sith needs this sort of backbone or sort of like um um, further build out that marvel does and that now lucasfilm's doing with the sequel trilogy in terms of like you know propping up certain things that were, were were developed there and putting them in the past you know luke's temple things like that just kind of building out yeah that sequel trilogy giving it supporting it adding scaffolding like i think revenge of the sith 
could be viewed as a better movie if it's just given more if yeah. it's just built out a little bit more around the edges yep. like if you if you show vader in his angry state after revenge of the sith it will be a better movie like yep. everyone will look back at that film and be like it's actually a pretty awesome movie because we know how how furious he is after that movie right. and because you don't get to see the fury you just don't right. get to see that it's, comic book readers know it and they understand yeah. it a little better yes. right if you do that there's it's been done in detail and you really get into the psyche of vader but yeah, yeah to see it in live action um and to go a little behind the mask a little bit would be cool yeah. totally. you actually no, made I, something yeah. wild like force skyping around an object like hmm. i don't know if they force you know they do i was like i was wondering about the vader's helmet and i was like that's his tie to the skywalkers or like well that was probably some... manipulating kylo the entire time i know yeah, but just, i wonder if like that object that was like an object to, like, power. that's kind of wild to me that palpatine was able to be the voice in kylo's head when kylo was for the most part alone somewhere in yeah far across the powerful. galaxy yeah that's so that's just, that, even that defy even that's he can just pull the same level of the connection as the, as the dyad yeah without being in a dyad related relationship with kylo okay Apparently, but it uh, is i mean you think about it, it is eating like the dark side is corrupting his body yeah sure so he's yeah it's using all his power yeah um, i cut you off adam i'm sorry what were you gonna say uh i don't know nothing important <laughs> no. no no it's fine yours is much more interesting um yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be an exciting series to watch, uh, Kenobi. But um, for now, we have this beautiful Book of Boba Fett series to rewatch uh, and enjoy. Um, and I look forward to doing that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great job. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Um, we, we've we had a Discord server for a while, yeah. but we realized no one could get to it uh, today. So um, if you look at our socials, we've got links to our Discord it's, server. It's so, finally uh, pinned on our Twitter. So. Yeah. So okay. Please come join. Conversation, jump yeah. on, and uh, it's it's always a good time. And we've got ranking lists. We've got really fun channels where we, you know, share films and watch lists of, that that deal with Star Wars, as well as our Pillars channel that we we've been you know uh, meticulously crafting out over the years over the years we've been doing this podcast. And I'm I'm super excited to get back to that, guys. Like, I'm doing, doing a Pillars episode in the future. Be super I am too. I, I want to really sort of solidify that because. I think it's going to be a t- good touchstone as we analyze all these new fun series that are coming out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, soon we'll be getting back into comics. That's right around the corner where I'm sure we're going to have a yeah. bunch Lots of, of high stuff. Republic books announced too. just quickly. Get yeah. Into that, so. yeah. Cool. So yeah, there's lots of Star Wars happening. have a couple of high Republic books we could cover that came out. Great. Yeah. So we got, we got, there's lots of content, lots of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, we appreciate, about. you know, we, we always see bumps around the live action series. Um, but if you love Star Wars and you don't want to read the comics or you don't want to read the books, check in with us and, you know, we'll tell you about what's going on. Um, we encourage you to read the books and to yeah. read the comics. It's joyful and it's fantastic Star Wars. But um, uh, yeah, but we're always here for you. Um, we're keeping our our fingers on the on the pulse of uh, what's going on um, at a Lucasfilm and uh, enjoying every second of it, frankly. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so thanks again uh, for listening to us. We'll talk to you next week with a whole bunch of new Star Wars stuff. Um, And may the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always.